0: It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackleton. It is Thursday, August 19th. Week two of the preseason starting tonight, baby. Only one game. Got a full day on Saturday. I'm going to have to have those bad boys on during the draft because I got me a home league draft this weekend. Fired up for that. And of course, because of that, we definitely need to have all these rankings set up and in place. Yesterday, of course, we talked running backs. Go download it. I don't care if you listen to it. Download that bad boy. And then uh, quarterbacks, of course, on uh, Tuesday this week. Today, we're going to put the wide receiver rankings in place for you. The latest updates, not as much movement as running back recently here, but a little bit of movement, some important shifts, if you will, in wide receiver rankings. So we're going to dive into that here. Remember, you can go check out my wide receiver tiers over at ftnfantasy.com. We got a lot of good things going on over there, including uh, yesterday. This is a free piece. I went over to ESPN's ADP, and I pinpointed 15 players who you can get at a very good value based on their ADP. If you draft on those commissioner sites, I'm telling you, it's I, I hate that because it gives the people who do no prep an advantage. You know, They literally can just draft based on ADP, but sometimes players get buried, so it helps to know the guys who are probably going later than they should. Uh, in you know on those commissioner sites so go check that out ftnfantasy.com remember you can use the promo code rat pack for a little discount I like discounts let's dive into it here uh, at the top it's pretty easy the top tier for me Devonte Adams Tyreek Hill Stefan Diggs One, two, three. I do think that if you're at the back end of the first round now it's always a you're playing chicken type move like say you're at like 111 in a one in a 12 teamer and Adams is there, or Hill, if you think you can get a top 10 running back to come back to you, I don't mind the move. Now, obviously, it's probably going to have to be more Hill, and Kelsey likely would have had to have gone before you, but I don't mind taking one of those two elite guys. Stephon Diggs is going to be a second rounder, but I don't mind it, knowing that if I still might get like if Jonathan Taylor falls, or if Saquon falls, which he probably won't, or if Aaron Jones falls or something like that, and you think they could come back on the swing to you in the second round, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But obviously, you know why those guys are good, and I don't think I have to tell you that. After that, I think it is like a micro tier of Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. I've found that I've, if I am in the mid-range of the first round, those guys, I'll have a choice of one of those two in the middle of the second round. I do prefer Ridley over Hopkins, but it's it's not by much. I just think there's a slightly higher ceiling there with Ridley, uh, but Hopkins, obviously, massive floor in that offense as well that's going to be fast-paced. Then you have this nice little trio of of young guys, uh, two third-year wideouts and a second-year wideout in D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson... Honestly, they've moved around for me. Originally I had Jefferson as the highest. Now I'm kind of warming to the idea of DK Metcalf if they really open up that offense. But it is a splitting hairs kind of thing. All those guys are right there as back end second round guys. So you could end up honestly, you could end up if you have McCaffrey first overall, and you there is a chance you get two of these guys on the second, third swing. I don't mind going Brown-Jefferson, Metcalf-Jefferson, heck, (laughs) Metcalf-Brown. I don't hate that at all. Uh, Then after that, it's an interesting group as well where right now the way that I have it is Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin. Keenan Allen gives you the the highest floor of the group. Maybe McLaurin gives you the highest ceiling, although Robinson, man, Robinson has 200 catches over the last two years with nobody, like literally me, throwing him the ball at quarterback. Yes, nobody. This year, when Fields eventually takes over, whether it's early in the season, which it probably will be, or midpoint at the latest, Robinson's off to the races. So I, I do love Robinson there. Uh, at 12, I have Mike Evans. So this one is tricky because I've been back and forth between Evans and Godwin. But Evans, it's the ceiling with Brady. I mean, he's coming off a double-digit touchdown season. Yes, it's up and down. You have to know that with Mike Evans, but the ceiling is enormous there uh, with him. Then I do have back-to-back the Dallas guys. And really, kind of this is a back-to-back, and I think it's a bold statement for me, but I do have CeeDee Lamb at 13 and Amari Cooper at 14. The bold statement is, all right, I finally give. Uh, I, I I do see <laughs> the appeal of CD Lamb. I didn't for the longest time my my big hang up was that he wasn't running out of the slot you know, anywhere other than the slot last year. He was running out of the slot. So it was basically like 90% of his routes came out of the slot. And that put a cap on what he was doing. But this year they're taking the training wheels off. And it's very apparent that they're gonna move all three receivers around the formation. Cooper is still likely the top target, but I see his average depth of target being lower than CeeDee Lamb, so give me the guy with the higher ADOT, because that means more fantasy upside, I really like I like both of them though, and honestly, you're probably better off, CeeDee Lamb's going to be a sexy pick, he's going to probably go before some of these guys, he's going to go before Mike Evans, he might go before Terry McLaurin, he might go before Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson, maybe, because he's a sexy guy for fantasy purposes, whereas Amari Cooper is unsexy, so he's the better value of the two on draft day. Uh, After that, I have Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, two guys with very high floors, maybe not the highest ceilings, but really solid anchor wide receiver twos. Uh, DJ Moore coming in, so I'm up to 17 in my rankings now. DJ Moore coming in next. I don't think there's any question that he is the top dog there. I do like Robbie Anderson, but DJ Moore is like sneaky good in terms of yardage over the last two years. Top 10 each of the last two years, which I I think that would surprise a lot of people, honestly. He just gets off to a slow start. Julio Jones at 18, high floor but not as high of a ceiling as he used to have just because of the age, but then also because he's in a run-heavy offense. Deontay Johnson coming in at 19. I I am very bullish on Deontay Johnson. Uh, The volume is really what does it for me. So, I love Deontay Johnson. I try and get him as much as I can. At 20, it's Tyler Lockett. It is a roller coaster ride with Tyler Lockett. We know that, but just know what you're getting when you draft Tyler Lockett. All right, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, I got to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals wideouts. So Cincinnati's going to be a tough one to decipher. And I do think the ball gets spread around between all three wide receivers. And for me, it is clearly Tyler Boyd at the bottom of that pecking order. He gets the lowest 8-odd targets. Uh, he should see decent volume. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I'm going to go for the guys who are going to be targeted more heavily downfield, even if they don't see as many targets. Like, hey, there is a scenario where Tyler Boyd leads this team in, in targets. But I, I'm still opting for T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I literally have them back to back, right? I have them at twenty one and twenty two right now in my rankings, and for me, it's it's a matter of you know who do you want. Uh, I I, I'll tell you this: if I get, I have drafts in home leagues and back to back weekends. Let's say I do get Jamar Chase the one week, well then I'll go for T Higgins (laughs) the other week because I want to be right somewhere on this one. I may be right in both places. Uh, honestly, we're about the fifth round, by the way, in terms of draft values at this point. I know some people were asking about that. Uh, after there, Cooper Cup. I don't love the the ceiling of Cooper Cup, but I do like the floor. Uh, then you get Brandon Ayuk rounding out the top twenty-four. I love the ceiling with Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver threes are interesting. So at the top of that group, I have Adam Thielen. I'll take Adam Thielen at a value, but I'm not going to overdraft him. I'm not drafting him as a top 20 guy. He isn't a top 20 guy for me because I do expect touchdown regression. Then, at, uh, then I have Odell Beckham at 26. I will take him. He is, uh, he's an easy target for me because people love to hate him, so you usually get him at a decent enough value. At 27, I now have Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy on the rise in my rankings. Uh, I am not worried about the drops or anything like that. Uh, I do love uh, what we saw so far out of Judy as well. At uh, twenty eight, Kenny Galladay, then Chase Claypool, then Robbie Anderson, rounding out the top thirty. I did say you know I'm re- relatively bullish on Anderson for upside, but you're you're looking at him as a middle round guy. Kenny Galladay is interesting because if he is healthy. Well, this is gonna be a value. He's gonna be a top 20 guy if he's healthy. It's a big if with Kenny Galladay. Last year we saw it, and then this year we've already seen it. It's a big if with Kenny Galladay. So that's the challenge there, but still top 30. You know, take him. Hopefully, people become allergic to him in fantasy drafts. You can take him at a little bit of a value and then, you know, call it a day. 31 Juju, 32 Cooks, 33, Cortland Sutton. Juju, we know what we're getting with him. Uh, a high floor. I would prefer Claypool over him. Claypool is a little dinged up right now, but I'd still prefer Claypool over him because of the higher ceiling. Cooks has the problem of the quarterback situation, and I do not think, based on everything that we're hearing recently, that it's going to be Deshaun Watson. And then Sutton is still coming back from the injury. So that's why I have moved Judy just to tick ahead of him. They're very close. It does look like Drew Locke's going to end up being a quarterback there too, by the way. Uh, 34, Tyler Boyd, the aforementioned Tyler Boyd. Then Debo... Then Lavisca Chenault. Now Chenault, people have cooled on him a little bit, but I still think there's a lot of appeal there. I do have Chenault ahead of DJ Chark. Now I I already had him projected as the top target, but Chark being dinged up, there's a little bit of volatility. Plus the fact that Marvin Jones has moved up in my rankings. I'll get to him in a minute after what we saw in the preseason. Will Fuller at 37. I do love drafting will fuller at value you know somebody hit me up on uh on Instagram by the way so this is this has been popular on Instagram if you're not following me at jeff radcliffe and i know sometimes either a your questions too long for twitter or b maybe you're not on twitter or c maybe you don't want everybody to see your questions so if you're on Instagram you can always hit me up via dm you can't do that on twitter too many darn ding-dongs on twitter who are going to do too many darn ding-dong things I tell you what though, I love that mute button and I did actually block a couple people here in the last couple days. You know it's fantasy football draft season when I'm blocking. Anyway, uh, yeah, Fuller. uh, After Fuller, I have Devontae Smith, Michael Gallup, Antonio Brown. Smith's going to be the top target in that offense. He's rounding into form. I know there's some Rager hype, but it's still going to be Smith. Gallup, obviously you're getting a piece of the Dallas offense. It's the third piece, but it's still a piece and that's a good thing. And then Brown. I've been pretty vocal about why I'm avoiding Antonio Brown. I'm worried they run too much 12 personnel. If they run 12, he's off the field. Uh, then DJ Chark at 41. Curtis Samuel, 42. Curtis Samuel may end up being a value in this spot, by the way. Mike Williams, who's banged up at 43. Corey Davis at 44. Target Corey Davis's ass, all right? Sorry to get vocal there. Not, not literal. Don't be literal about that. Come on. Target Corey Davis in your drafts. Why? Because he's going to be dirt cheap. He's going to be like your fifth or sixth wide receiver because nobody wants him. And he was targeted basically every single route run the other day from Zach Wilson. So you're going to get a lot there. Uh, After Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, all the way up to 45 now, he's going to be a red zone presence for that Offense. If anything, he gives that veteran presence to Trevor Lawrence as well that you don't get with Shark. You don't get with LaVisca Chenault. And it is something that's going to be really helpful. And we saw a connection was immediate there. Jalen Waddle at 46. Love the juice. Love the upside with Jalen Waddle. Jarvis Landry at 47. Yeah, that's where he is. Jar- let somebody else draft Jarvis Landry. Darnell Mooney, 48. Love the juice. Love the upside with Darnell Mooney. McCole Hardman, 49. If they run a lot of 11 personnel, Hardman is going to have some value this year. If they run a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field, Hardman could prove to be overvalued in this spot. I'm banking on the former rather than the latter, but it is the risk you take if you're going to draft McCole Hardman. Devontae Parker at 50, it's it's a boring play. Uh, you're You're trying to go after touchdowns with this play. If I want a piece of that offense, I would much rather get a piece of Will Fuller or Jalen Waddell, Uh, but sometimes Parker's hanging around in the late rounds and he could be a target. Really in the late round zone, I mentioned this in a podcast last week, I want to go after the highest possible ceiling. I don't care about the high floor guys. I don't care about Jarvis Landry. Let somebody else draft him. Right? Like I want to go after, at 51, Elijah Moore. At 52, Michael Pittman. At 53, Ron Dale Moore. Go after those dudes. At 54, Russell Gage. Let somebody else go after him. 55, Marquise Brown. Go after that dude, especially because you're getting a little bit of a discount now. 56, Emmanuel Sanders. Let somebody else. Nelson Aguilar at 57. Let somebody else. Henry Ruggs at 58. Yes, please. Jacoby Myers, 59. I'll go after him. I think he could end up leading that team in catches. Sterling Shepard, Blah at 60. I have Mark uh, Marquez Callaway at 61. Michael Thomas at 62. Michael Thomas is still down in my rankings. I was going to move him up into the 40s, but why do I have him down here? I don't want the headache, I, and and I put it back-to-back back with Callaway just for this discussion. Sometimes you make statements with rankings. you know. My final set of rankings that I submit for accuracy, yeah, he'll be higher up, but I don't want the headache of Michael Thomas. I don't want to head out of my draft this weekend and you know, not know if he's going to be on PUP. I mean, I know things are trending in the right direction, but that's the problem. So that's why I have him probably way lower than what you're going to see out there. By the way, Traquan is at 65. So there's still some appeal to Traquan. 63 is Jalen Rager, then Cole Beasley at 64. So Rager has moved up just a tick, but I've actually been relatively high on him all along. I don't care if he makes one-handed catches, he's very likely going to be the number two receiver in that offense, and I I don't care about last year, Beasley, whatever, let somebody else draft him, same with Randall Cobb at 66, 67 is T.Y. Hilton, blah, 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 but at 68, oh boy, I think I, I'm going to get a semi just saying this name, Terrace Marshall Jr., on the rise, baby. Definitely a late round target, along with Gabriel Davis at a very nice sixty nine. Brian Edwards at seventy, also a late round target. If you're looking at sort of like last round guys, there's there's a few. Maybe Paris Campbell, maybe Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, these guys are outside of the top seventy two at the position for me. I maybe take a stab on. Rashad Bateman and hope that he isn't out very long because he's you know another one where he as soon as he steps on the field he could lead that team uh, in targets. So there you go, wide receiver rankings. Uh, you know what? You don't need the in-depth analysis sometimes. Sometimes it's just about who who should we be targeting, and that's what I want to do on the show today. So rolling through seventy-two players in about fifteen minutes ain't too shabby. Remember, ftnfantasy.com, promo code Rat will get you a discount over there. And definitely go check out everything we have to offer. Really proud of what we've been able to put together in the last year here at the site. There's so much. So much over there. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. And remember, if you happen to use the IG, then you can uh, slide into those DMs if you want on Instagram. Uh, That's at Jeff Ratcliffe as well. And we will be back tomorrow. By we, I mean me, uh, to dive into tight ends. all oh, my favorite. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what we saw in this preseason game that's happening tonight. All right, so I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.